Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Thursday, November 25th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC, $57,313.56, up 1.26%. Ethereum at number two, $4,294.45, up 0.63%. Binance coin number three, $608.31, up 4.48%. Tether at number four, $1. Number five, Solana, $208.18, down 5.00%. Cardano, number six, $1.67, down 0.85%. XRP, number seven, $1.04, down 0.88%. Polkadot, at number eight, $38.72, down 2.12%. And USD coin, number nine, $1. Last but not least, number 10, Dogecoin, 21 cents, down 2.59%. Let's take a look at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. So extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So we got fear at 32. Yesterday was fear at 42. Last week was neutral at 54. And last month was extreme greed at 76. Let's take a look at our five articles today. Article number one is... Previous bull market cycles indicate this about Bitcoin prices. Article two, India, crypto bill FUD notwithstanding, here's how the market is holding up. Article three, Elon Musk encourages people to ditch crypto exchanges like Binance. Article number four, as metrics paint a unique picture, Bitcoin's price headed in this direction. And last but not least, the main topic today is how to create and sell NFTs for free. So before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much for all my supporters and all of my subscribers. I appreciate all the love and support that you guys have been showing me. Uh, if you're in the podcast space, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, you can catch me there. And if you're in the YouTube space, Dave's Daily Crypto Take, please like, share, and subscribe. Helps me out greatly. All right, let's get into it. Article number one is... Previous bull market cycles indicate this about Bitcoin prices. The crypto market has been looking very uninspiring lately. No thanks to India's upcoming policy decision that seems to have added to the market's derailment. With Bitcoin hovering near the $56,000 levels, there is a fear on the Bitcoin fear and greed index. Meanwhile, crypto analyst TechDev pointed to a mid-cycle bounce off by drawing similarities from the previous bull market cycles. He tweets, all three full BTC cycles saw a mid-cycle bounce off the 1.272. After that, 2013 faced resistance at the 1.55. 2017 faced resistance at the 1.618. And 2021 faced it at both. After this historically, when mania sets in. So will Bitcoin bulls overtake the sluggish sentiments? Previously, JP Morgan analysts had predicted that a rise in bond yields and the eventual normalization of monetary policy is going to be, uh, which is akin to the impact on traditional gold under a similar macro environment. But let's not forget that the top bank has also renewed its $146,000 Bitcoin price prediction for the long run. While the JP Morgan analyst had stated that a price target of $73,000 seems reasonable for the short term, not everyone is on board. However, JP Morgan boss Jamie Dimon has continued to maintain an opposing stance on the crypto sector.
In a recent event, he said crypto tokens are devoid of intrinsic value and cannot be considered a currency. He said, in the past, Diamond has also commented that Bitcoin is worthless. Resonating with the same idea again by calling the asset class speculative, he said. It is hysteria. Institutional support. While meanwhile, a large set of investors looked unfazed by short-term profit taking. CoinShares recent weekly flows report pointed out that despite a 12% correction in Bitcoin, inflows topped $114 million last week, signifying that the majority of investments went into Bitcoin. ARK Invest CEO Kathy Wood also believes that Bitcoin has strong institutional support, she said in an interview. What we didn't expect when we did our own study on Bitcoin, we didn't expect institutions, mainly corporations, to begin diversifying their cash on their balance sheet into Bitcoin. With that, Citigroup has reportedly dived into sector which has names like Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, and Bank of America. And these large banks are not alone. As per the latest reports, financial services company Stripe, which had previously ended Bitcoin support, might revisit the idea on the back of new developments. So Bitcoin on chain. Meanwhile, it is crucial to note that Bitcoin addresses with the non-zero balances are at an all-time high. Glassnode tweets, the number of Bitcoin addresses with a non-zero balance has reached a new all-time high of 38.76 million addresses. The previous high of 38.7 million was set seven months ago on April 23rd, taking 213 days to fully recover. Crypto influencer Anthony Pompliano stated in a recent podcast that now almost 10 million wallets consist of small Bitcoin investors with at least 0.01 BTC. With that, Arcane Research has explained that it is not certain if $69,000 will mark the top of this bull run for Bitcoin. A recently published analysis also expects interesting turns in BTC price going forward. So there you guys have it. Previous bull market cycles indicate this about Bitcoin prices. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Article number two. India, crypto bill FUD notwithstanding, here's how the market is holding up. So India is in the middle of a crypto revolution, and it would seem that the regulatory climate is gaining steam too, with the much speculated crypto bill scheduled to make its first appearance in the winter session of the parliament. According to tweets shared by the PRS legislative, 26 new bills will be introduced beginning on 29th of November. These bills will include the cryptocurrency and regulation of official digital currency bill 2021. Conjectures about this bill have been many and wide and varied. However, as the bill enters the discussion floor, crypto users and businesses are likely to get more clarity. The bill purports to create a facilitative framework for the creation of a digital currency to be issued by the Reserve Bank of India, example, ACBDC. According to some, alas, it also suggests a ban on all private cryptos in India, except a few to promote the underlying technology. So what does it mean? The tides of crypto ban have come and gone over the past few years, and it has only made clear the central bank's position on the same. The RBI has remained apprehensive of crypto while the finance ministry is still trying to be open-minded. With the interests of over 20 million Indians on the line, it will be difficult for the current government to restrict it. Uh, 
According to statistics, India's investment of nearly $6.6 billion until May 2021 has only grown since, despite the tumultuous market. Although the market was shaken on Tuesday when news of an alleged ban started circulating, reports from sources then within the establishment suggested regulations will not involve an outright ban. Quote, a regulation mechanism will be in place so that crypto is not misused. The government is concerned about the underground transactions happening against cryptocurrency, particularly its role in hawala and terror funding. Furthermore, apparently crypto will not be offered the status of a currency in India, just like in many other nations around the world to avoid danger to the national fiat and taxation system. As per the source, law enforcement will become strict so that they can trace the origin of cryptocurrency used for illegal or anti-national work. The same old concerns of money laundering and terrorism financing remain as potent as ever. These concerns being raised once again shook out the weak hands in the market as the value of most digital assets crumbled. However, after the prime minister's meeting with the cabinet, a progressive approach can perhaps be expected. So how are the market and industry holding up? According to the CEO of Wazir X, the key sentiment for users and holders will not be not to panic. In fact, at press time, it had turned out to be temporary sentiment-driven drop with the market recovering. Such panic selling has been common not only in India, but elsewhere too. He tweets, all of us want regulation. We've been pushing for it from the last 1,000 plus days. Finally, when regulation process has begun, why panic? We need to have faith in our lawmakers. There will be discussions and deliberations. Ultimately, innovation will win. India. Hashtag India wants crypto. Meanwhile, Sumit Gupta, the CEO of crypto exchange coin DCX, remains confident that smart and sensible regulations will pave the way for greater adoption of the industry. As we once again approach a crucial chapter in India's crypto history, speculations will be strong and so will the FUD. However, it will be pivotal to see what the bill brings, especially since there is much debate about the definition of private cryptocurrencies and which digital assets will remain available, if any. Tanvi Ratna tweets on India's latest cryptocurrency legislation. Yes, it's expected that the government will pass legislation in this session itself. However, it may not be a complete legislation. Operational and implementation questions are likely to be debated in the budget session only. And she follows with the tweet, private cryptocurrencies are not privacy coins, but non-rupee currencies. It is expected that some basic coins such as BTC and ETH, etc., could be allowed in some form. The exemptions that are being mentioned are once routed through Gift City. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about this? India, crypto bill FUD notwithstanding, here's how the market is holding up. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's take a look at article number three. Elon Musk encourages people to ditch crypto exchanges like Binance. Not your keys, not your crypto. So Tesla CEO's Elon Musk took a stance against cryptocurrency exchanges in a Tuesday tweet. On Twitter, someone mused about breaking the ecosystem's dependence on CEX like Binance and Robinhood, prompting another to quip, not your keys, not your crypto. Then Musk chimed in, tweeting exactly in reply. In simple terms, a cryptocurrency wallet contains both public and private cryptographic keys. 
as their name suggests, one type is known to others, while the other is not. Only the private key is able to unlock your funds. When buying cryptocurrencies through an exchange like Binance or Robinhood, customers aren't actually in possession of these keys, let alone a cryptographic wallet. In other words, exchanges may make the process of buying, owning, and trading cryptocurrencies easier. Perhaps the biggest reason for their continued success, but they don't issue real credentials to customers. Their approaches to wallets differs greatly. While Coinbase hosts crypto wallets online, others like Robinhood don't support cryptocurrency wallets at all and make exchanges on the marketplace on behalf of customers. What the large majority of them, however, have in common is that they keep the security of your crypto entirely in their hands. As it turns out, that can be a very bad thing. Multiple exchanges have been embroiled in massive scandals. For instance, Binance is facing investigation by the Justice Department and Internal Revenue Service for alleged money laundering and tax dodging. Similarly, the Securities and Exchange Commission charged Robinhood for misleading customers about revenue services and generally failing to execute services last year. On numerous occasions, the exchange went dark, leaving customers scrambling to cash in on meme stocks. When Robinhood went public in July, the first crypto brokerage to do so, the company suffered one of the world's worst IPOs in US history. If cryptocurrency exchanges, massive profits are anything to go by, customers are very much willing to put their trust in them. But the approach comes with plenty of downsides as well, especially considering the massive regulatory vacuum they operate within. And it sounds like Musk feels the same way. So Elon Musk encourages people to ditch crypto exchanges like Binance, not your keys, not your crypto. Comment down below and let me know what you think. Do you agree with that statement? not your keys, not your crypto, and comment down below and let me know if you actually hold your crypto on a cold wallet or a hot wallet or on exchanges. All right. Before we get into round two, I just want to say thanks so much. Again, if you're in the podcast realm, please like, share, comment, and give a rating on the Apple podcast if you can. And if you are on the Google side, Google podcast and Spotify as well. If you're in the YouTube space, again, like, share, subscribe, Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Everything is much appreciated. All right, let's keep on going. Article number four. As metrics paint a unique picture, Bitcoin's price headed in this direction. After the first Bitcoin dip under the 60K level on 16th of November, the chance of buy the dip surged with expectation of a recovery. The King coin, however, had other plans. BTC's price tumbled from a high of $66,281 to a low of $55,641 in just a week. This has thrown the market into a panic mode. Panic taking over? With the larger market mood looking bearish after another dip on November 23rd, sentiment played catch-up as spot price contrasted with the larger bullish signals from the metrics. As measured by the Crypto Fear and Greed Index, the sentiment had changed to correspond to spot market more closely, noting fear for the day. So with the mood turning into panic, what was about this drawdown that fueled the market with such sentiments? Well, to be honest, nothing much. Notably, the current drawdown has lasted for 13 days at the time of writing. As the current price was 19% down from the all-time high price, interestingly, this drawdown isn't even a big one when looked at it in comparison to previous ones. In fact, there were several drawdowns during this cycle that fell in the same range as this one. 
as seen on the chart above, the March drawdown lasted a month and bottomed at around 18%, while the February drawdown lasted 18 days and bottomed around 25%. In hindsight, this one shouldn't bother the participants much, right? Well, as of now, not just the price action, but metrics too presented a perplexing market situation. Unique divergences. Data from Glassnode showed that long-term BTC holders were at multi-year high. Markets may not be saturated with profit-taking sentiment as this cohort appeared to reduce their spending while continuing to add to their positions. Looking at the spent volume age bands, a sentiment and trend analysis can be made by identifying when the process of profit-taking or accumulation could begin. It is notable that consistent spending of coins aged greater than one month began in November 2020 and ended in April, May 2021. After bottoming around 30K, Bitcoin saw one SVAB spike at 40K in August and another above 60K in October, as seen in the chart below. Since then, SVAB values have reverted back to 2.5% of daily volume, which suggests that older coins are increasingly dormant more so as the price pullbacks back up. Arguably, this would mean that longer-term hodlers were reducing their spending and are more likely to be adding to the positions. Further, the total supply held by STHs is at a multi-year lows, less than 3 million BTC, which in turn means that LTH supply is at a multi-year high. The aforementioned data is typically seen at the end of bear markets and in early bull markets, usually following long periods of accumulation. However, this time it's a unique case when the price is near all-time high and low-time hole. Supply is at all-time high levels too. This could present interesting turns in BTC prices going forward. That being said, Despite the downside volatility, BTC's monthly retest is still intact as the coin was still retesting the monthly 58.7K level as support. So it looks like ahead of the monthly close, BTC's price could keep swinging and a new month could come with renewed highs or not. Nonetheless, for now, the long-term prospects of the coin looking strong at the top coin tested near the 55K levels at press time. So what do you guys think about this? As metrics paint a unique picture, Bitcoin's price headed in this direction. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Last but not least, let's take a look at our main topic today. And it is how to create and sell NFTs for free. So what we got here is a lot of people have asked me in recent days how they can create and sell NFTs. So I decided to write this tutorial on how you can mint and NFT for free with absolutely no gas fees or other costs. So first, a disclaimer. There are many different platforms and blockchains on which you can mint NFTs and all of them have advantages and disadvantages. In this article, I will only focus on OpenSea platform and Polygon Matic blockchain. This is because choosing these is one of the ways you can create NFTs without paying gas fees which are necessary and potentially quite pricey if you mint an NFT on the Ethereum blockchain, for example. So if you need to pay gas fees, the price required to conduct a transaction on a blockchain when creating an NFT, you will need to sell the NFT for a much higher price in order to make any profit because you will need to at least cover the gas fees that were paid. That is not easy to do. For most artists, at least, Without further ado, let's do a step-by-step -step tutorial. 
here's what you need. Number one, connect an ETH wallet to OpenSea. First, you'll need to connect an Ethereum wallet to OpenSea. It can be completely empty. You don't need to own any cryptocurrency if you do not already have a wallet. I would recommend using either MetaMask or Coinbase wallet. Both work well and are popular and are easy to use. And don't forget to back up your recovery phrase while you're doing this step. You'll need your wallet to confirm ste certain steps in this tutorial. Number two, create an OpenSea collection. NFTs on OpenSea are created with a collection, so you should first create a collection. To do this, click on your profile icon in the upper right with my collections and then click create. So most of the important things we will do happen here. Number three, set up the OpenSea collection. Set up your first OpenSea collection. You can set images, including logo, featured, and banner. And now you pick a name for your collection. Customize the collection's URLs and add a description of your choice. Uploading images for the look of your OpenSea collection. You can also set the royalty percentage fee here. This is the percentage you will earn from NFTs you create every time it is subsequently sold and changes hands. If you sell an NFT for X amount of dollars, you will initially earn X amount of dollars. But if the buyer then resells the NFT to someone else, you will make money again by earning a percentage of that new sale. I personally chose 10% as my royalty free. Four, pick the correct blockchain. Next, select the correct blockchain of your collection. These options are the Ethereum blockchain and the Polygon blockchain. If you want to pay zero gas fees, choose the Polygon option. Finally, click create. You will need to confirm the actions you take with your Ethereum wallet while setting up the collection. Five, begin minting NFTs. Now that you have set up a collection, you can start minting NFTs. Just click on your collection and then add item. You can now upload a piece of art, picture, music, whatever, and mint it as an NFT. You can also choose how many copies you want to mint. If you have things like stats or unlockable content, you get when you purchase the NFT, you also specify those things on this page. Once your NFT is minted, you can click on its page and click sell to put a price on it. The price needs to be a minimum of $2 when using OpenSea. You can also choose how many copies of the NFT you would like to sell if there is more than one copy. Number six, profit. That's it. You created your first NFT and paid absolutely nothing in fees. Now for another disclaimer. Minting an NFT is much, much easier than actually selling one. You either need to have a following already or have a different way to get people's attention. Reddit is one avenue you can take. There are numerous subreddits in which you can do giveaways to promote your collection, and it's a good way to start and the way that I achieved my first few sales. So. Other than that, good luck with selling your NFTs. What do you guys think about this article? How to create and sell NFTs for free? Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. BTC is at $57,314. Ethereum, $4,286. Binance Coin, $607. Tether, $1. Solana, $208. Cardano, $1.68. XRP, $1.04. Polkadot, $38. USD coin, $0.99. Cents. And last but not least, Dogecoin at $0.21. Cents. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. 
all of the news that you see here are unbiased news. So you'll get for crypto and against crypto. Please do your due diligence and do your own research before investing in some coins. Again, Dave's Daily Crypto Take, you can catch me on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts and YouTube videos. Again, like, share, and subscribe. Until then, please have a great crypto day and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.